Astronaut Scott Kelly has a few pieces of advice for those who are self-isolating or who are in lockdown. One of them is journaling. This is what he has to say. You put your feelings in a journal, and if you're feeling a certain way, writing it down, being honest with yourself, is about the best possible thing you can do. And when this is all over someday, you can look back at this time, one of the most challenging times in our lives, and you can have a record of what it was like for you and what you did. Were you helpful? Did you rise to the occasion? Hopefully that will be the case for everyone, but if you didn't, at least you have that outlet, something to do on a regular basis that's part of this regular schedule of getting through this. Those are Scott Kelly's thoughts and kind of an introduction to this quick episode that we want to try and release right before lockdown goes into place. Once again, this is The Resource Cast. I'm your host, Jonathan Varnke, and my co-host is Lucas von Fieren. Welcome, Lucas. Hello, hello. It's such a rad setup to this. Um, and I also liked how positive the message is. Where did you contribute? Did you, did you help? There was such a nice sentiment at the end of that. Yeah, even if all you can really do to help is stay away from everyone else, which is the easiest form of helping there is, really. It does seem to uh, be on paper, yes. On paper, yes. <laughs> yeah, of course. We're, we're, we're social creatures by nature, <laughs> so going into this lockdown, you can there's anxiety. You can feel it. Everybody's like, ah, yeah, exactly. Happening? Yeah, hundred percent. And that's kind of like where I wanted to dive into this. Is like, is we're about to go into the lockdown. If you're anything like me, I you're shitting yourself, right? I mean, this is the level of it's this constant subconscious anxiety that's building up, building up, building up. And over the last few days, like I, even I, I'm quite a positive person, but even I've had kind of like these low moments where I'm just kind of confused and there's so much going on and it's just, just a lot. How are you doing? Um, I'm actually quite chilled about it. I came to, like, uh, it sounds like I'm going to be. Oh, cancer card, cancer my, card. My, Tell us. my cancer card. Um, so, <laughs> geez, just playing. Um, so I've, oh, I came sorry. through I something cancer, that. So whatever. Yeah, it was just really not that bad. I spent two, three months just in bed. So I'm like, you know, like, but. Okay, stop doing um, yeah. <laughs> yes, I, that, I started annoying myself a bit. Comparatively, this doesn't feel so bad this sure. at the moment it's like but I, I i feel for everybody around me more but i i, I want to say like it's not going to be that bad you'll be fine the human mind is resilient you find ways to keep yourself busy and i suppose this is what we're going to be talking about in this podcast and i a lot of these techniques when you said this is what you wanted to talk about it was the mental health side of things these tips and what we're about to talk about helped me a hell of a lot when i was like self-isolation Right. So you were forced for two to three months to be by yourself in isolation and you were sick at the same time. So it wasn't just being isolated. You were also feeling terrible. And yeah. now before this happened, you were also quite physically active. I mean, you were, so that must've been a huge transition for you as well. When I got sick, you, that is energy and it gets pent up. And while, if you get to do some exercise, a lot of that is worked out. You're, that mental frustration gets worked out physically. So when we're, when we're going to be in isolation, you're going to get mental frustration. So however you get that out, if you, some people do it through exercise, if you can't do that through exercise or your normal routine, putting it on paper helps. You're getting that mental blocks, blocks in your head out. And the tips that are about to come out, and I'm so glad you, you, you put this um, topic forward because it, it, it is close to my heart. And I, and I do attribute it to a lot of the, the healing that took place while I was, when I was sick. Yeah. I just wanted to bring Lucas in, and I'm also going to be bringing another friend on a little bit later to talk about his particular style of journaling. But the thing about Lucas and myself is that we're very similar. If you see a picture of us, there's on our Instagram, which is the resource cast, 
You can see a picture of us from our previous little interview, which is kind of an old picture. You can see we look like we could be related, but on a very fundamental level, we think very differently. So I tend to think in words and sentences and Lucas thinks in pictures. And I didn't even, I didn't even know that was a thing for most of my life because it seems inconceivable to me that someone just thinks in images. So I thought that especially given Lucas's experience with being at home and also his, the way his mind works, I wanted to ask him about journaling in a much more graphic and visual way, as opposed to my way, which is just writing lots of stuff. And there are plenty of artists who do also write journals. Um, but I find the idea of using, of kind of like, is it, would you call it art therapy, sketch therapy, you said maybe? Sketch doodle. Is therapy yeah, too heavy um, a word? I, I don't, I think it might be a little bit lofty, but I think for, for the purpose of this, of this, the next two weeks, I think it's, yes, it's going to be therapy. Yeah, we're going to need um, therapy. <laughs> yeah, I guess um, in, in contrast to you, yes, uh, I am more visual, but I do use words as well because you have to. But I found sketching is my therapy, but it's, it, it is a way of expressing what's going on. It replaces being physically active because we can't be physically active in this time. I think before I got sick, I was very, I was very active. And that was a, a way of getting a lot of my frustrations out. But once I got ill and I was bedridden, the journaling and sketching and all that came into play big time. Yes, I'm much more visual and I think I'm more messy than, than you would be, even right. in writing down thoughts. But it was, <laughs> um, it's still expression. Uh, so in, in, in what do you form. sketch? And what, sorry to interrupt. What do you sketch? Is it related to how you're feeling or anything that happens specifically on the day or is it just all subconscious? It's all subconscious. Um, and it's the act of drawing is more the therapy than the actual thing that you're drawing. A lot of people go, I look at this artist, his expressive lines and stuff like that. It's literally about the process for me. It's busy drawing something. My mind is some, occupied with something else. or I'm, uh, It's not really a venting thing as it stands. Although that being said, once I start doodling, the doodles sometimes are a little bit more expressive than others. Even the handwriting changes when I'm angry and I let that happen. Uh, or if I'm frustrated or if I'm happy, it's also big. Uh, like it, it'll be interesting to see a handwriting analysis of, the, of, of people's um, journals to see if you're calm or not. Or, mm. Because if you page back, you, sometimes I'm neater, sometimes I'm not. So, but, but again, it's the process of doing it, not necessarily what's in it. If you are a person who wants to keep track of your thoughts exactly, it's probably fascinating to go back like day, day one to day 21 of this of this thing that's about to happen to us yeah um, absolutely to see what the progression would be what the handwriting looks like how many doodles you put into it i think if how it, much you look at it as a little or, yeah. yeah how much actual stuff how much do you write at the time how, how how many pages do you do a day or if any well uh, first thing is that when i when you're talking about things coming straight out, out of the subconscious that is exactly the the first method that i want to talk about which is morning pages which is the way that i journal traditionally when i took my sabbatical in 2016 i journaled the whole year and i think i journaled a total of, of two years using morning pages so morning pages comes from a book called the artist's way by julia cameron and the book is more or less a kind of a, a therapy book for artists who have lost their mojo or who feel blocked and gives a lot of different exercises and how to get back on kind of back in the groove. But you don't really need the book. If you just take morning pages out of it, you're fine. Essentially, it's to write three, three pages a day of train of complete train of consciousness thought, stream of consciousness. So no pre-planning, no research, no 
trying to make it pretty so uh, your handwriting can be as crap as you like. It doesn't matter. Forget about grammar. Forget about spelling. Don't worry about that stuff. And most importantly, write it for yourself. Write it privately. Um, so my journaling practice has taken a, a massive nosedive in the last couple of years. I was very, very good with it and I enjoyed it. And it was through a, a period of extreme change for me because I was on sabbatical and then I went freelance and then I went to Barcelona and all kinds of different things happened. So it was a very useful tool then. But what's weird is that since I've, um, since I met my wife and then married her, I've... Strangely enough, you met, met her in that time as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And a lot of what I wrote then was about her. Uh, but when I came back from Barcelona and we got together and then got married not too long after that, I just haven't, I don't know. I've been, I've been happier in general and I haven't felt the need to journal. And I'd, I still think it would add a lot of value if I did it, but the need just hasn't necessarily been there. I think I am going to get back into it during this period because it'll just be interesting to have a record of my thoughts and feelings during essentially a momentous time. We're living through history. You know, this is going to be a major part of humanity's history going forward. So I don't know. I think it's interesting to get your thoughts down. Yeah, to expand a little bit on on the uh, on morning pages, as I said, you can look up you can look it up on the internet very easily. And as I said, it's just very simple. Basically, you just find yourself a, a journal, get a pen that you like writing with, preferably something that actually has a nice flow to it. I use a, a I'm a bit of a pen geek, so I have a couple of fountain pens. Although I actually use the disposable ones right now. And um, very fancy. Very yeah, fancy. but I don't even use the fancy ones. I use these disposable Pilot V pens. And um, strange how that happens. Yeah, it's it's weird. They're less temperamental. Um, yeah, but uh, you put too much pressure on yourself with a pen like that. Just write with anything. <laughs> exactly. But that said, don't write with a pen that you don't like to write with because writing three full pa- uh, full kind of pages of copy uh, every day is actually quite tiring. At first, your hands are going to hurt. Your muscles in your in your arm will actually hurt a little bit. It's quite fatiguing. So you do want to have a good pen. That is something noticeable. So because we very rarely write with pens these days, we usually type emails. So mm-hmm. we, we are quite happy to type long emails oh, yeah. with check and all that stuff. So your, your, your hand physically starts aching after a while, but you yeah. get back very quickly. Yeah, it just, it's, it's, you a, do. it's yeah, a very it's weird thing. At school, you were, we always wrote like everything. Stuff, anyway. Yeah. yeah. I'll give you kind of the top 15 tips that I completely stole from uh, Shelby Abramson's uh, YouTube video. It appears on the channel called little, littlecoffeefox.com. And, uh, and she did a very good video about 15 tips for, for morning pages. And just before I get into that, let me say the reason to do morning pages is that you're getting your subconscious thoughts and feelings onto paper. Think of it as pinning those worries and anxieties and thoughts onto paper so that they don't have to run around and live inside your head. It's a kind of a form of active meditation where you're taking all the chaos that's inside your head and just pinning it down on some paper so that you can, you know, it's there and you can move on. It's also a, a very awesome record of, of your life. And like in a couple of years, I've got about, I think about 15 journals now that cover a couple of years of my life and in pretty high detail. And in my opinion, you know, when we get to whatever age we stop working at or whenever we decide we are now retired. Memories are all you have. And when I look back on those journals, I'm going to be able to relive a whole year of my life in quite nice detail. So uh, that's another good reason to do it. But uh, so here are 15 tips for doing them better, or at least getting the most out of them. It's not about better. The number one is that writing three pages of copy takes 20 to 40 minutes. 
So you're going to have to either get up earlier or make some space some other way. So I recommend that you get up 30 minutes earlier, find a quiet place with no interruptions. That's point number two, no interruptions, no internet, no phone, nothing. Don't even check your phone in the morning. I know if you're like me, the very first thing you do is pick up your phone in the morning and check a social media platform, email, whatever it might be. Just resist the urge, leave the phone in the bedroom, sneak out to a table somewhere in the rest, somewhere else in the house and sit down and, and do some writing. So what you can do is uh, point three here, turn it into a ritual, make yourself a coffee, sit uh, somewhere that's got a nice view, put on some music if you want. If you're into this, try it, put a candle on or incense or take a shower right before you do it. So turn it into a little bit of a, like a self-care ritual for you. Number four, buy nice supplies. As I said, writing with a great pen makes a, a big difference. If you don't like the materials you're writing on, you're not going to do it for long. So Try and get a nice, do- a nice journal, nice notebook, and a nice pen. Uh, another five. Yeah, shopping for journals. It's such a. It's such a, <laughs> such a that's one of my my things. Totally. Sketchbooks and journals. It's yeah. So penmanship. I can watch videos of people who just can have beautiful handwriting. It's just amazing. Yeah, yeah. I really thought that if I did daily journals for a year, my handwriting would get better, and it really didn't. Really, it kind of stayed no. crap. I think you have to actively practice that stuff. Number I'm five. just nodding, yes, that is, it's practice. But that actually brings us to point number six. Point number five being doing it outside or near a window, if that helps, if you find the uh, the view inspiring. Point number six, don't worry about your handwriting. Don't worry about your spelling or your grammar. That's point number seven. Just hammer through it. It's a lot like doing National Novel Writing Month. Don't worry about the, um, the editing if you're getting stuff wrong. This is just for you. It's a private thing. Uh, and you don't have to be, you don't have to judge yourself. We all have terrible spelling. We all, our grammar is all suffered thanks to autocorrect. So number eight, don't worry about having perfect, complete thoughts. It's a stream of consciousness, which means it's inherently going to be chaotic and random. The way thoughts strike your head is chaotic and random, and so will your journal. So don't worry about that. All you have to do is get to the end of page three. Listen to some music if you help or work in silence. For me, working in silence is better. Uh, number 10, don't let anyone interrupt your writing. It's very important that people respect your boundary in this, in boundaries in this particular case. You know, talk to your spouse. <laughs> Look, talking to kids probably doesn't help, but getting up before them or finding a, uh, letting your, your spouse or someone else take care of your kids for a while that gives you a chance to, to journal is important. It's you time and it can be paired with something like meditation if you want to. Yeah, so get some person, don't get interrupted. Turn off the phone. Number 12, try writing them at night. If morning absolutely doesn't work for you, whether because of, you know, you've got a lot of stuff to do in the morning, it might be with kids again, or whether you're just not a morning person, then write them at night. It's just a structure. It doesn't need to be morning, morning pages. Number 13 is vital. It is don't censor yourself. If you're thinking, uh, if you're writing and you're thinking that someone else is going to read it, then you're not going to be honest. All of us have weird, terrible thoughts, but if you can't write them down, then they just stay in your head and they just fester there. So you need to be able to write about, for example, like if you're thinking about getting divorced, you need to be able to write about that somewhere. And whoever you you need to need to lock that book up or hide it, or in some cases, destroy the morning pages if that helps. You can write them, destroy them immediately. You can keep them for a short period of time and then destroy them. You can shred them. I hate the idea of that, but uh, I'm sure there are some people who would want to keep their private thoughts that private. And lastly, uh, you need to allow room for mistakes. You don't have to be perfect. You'll skip days. But over the next 21 days, you've got a good opportunity to just dive into it. And I think that everyone will understand um, in the context of the lockdown, they'll respect the fact that, hey, you want to sit down and write about this every day so that you can work through your feelings.
so that's that's morning pages sorry for that extremely <laughs> long monologue luke it's such a interesting way of writing but it feels very disciplined you have this kind of because you lived in japan for a while i think there's a little bit of a, this kind of eastern philosophy that comes out of it that discipline yeah i think that, that long exhaustive list of tips can actually be intimidating but really you don't need to remember anything except try to wake up and write three pages before you start your day that's that's it uh, and that is just the equivalent of you sitting in a psychologist's office and just talking, talking, talking about what's going on in your life. And as the stuff comes out, you'll have realizations. I found this. I mean, you have incredible little uh, eureka moments and you realize how you're feeling, whether you're mirroring something or transferring emotions or whether you're, you know, in this case, uh, maybe treating people around you not as well as you could be because you're frustrated or scared. So I think it'll be a very useful practice. With our things, we're talking not journaling just necessarily as therapy, but also maybe to get better at something, sure. um, get better at writing, get better at uh, talk, going, getting through your thoughts, get better at self-analysis. But um, I set myself a challenge of trying to get better. Well, I did a typographical challenge as an example for Inktober to see if, well, if I can make a, a letter of the alphabet in a different style every day. After that, I wanted to do portrait every day and see if I could get better. So there's a lot of techniques within portraiture, within drawing, sh shading and stuff like that. I remember I've been doodling and sketching for years. And then I watched this thing and the person says, don't draw the lines, draw, just draw the shadows. And I was like, no one actually said it out loud to me like that. I, what? How can I miss that thing? <laughs> when you but told me that people, it blew my mind. I was yeah. like, oh, shit, draw the shadows. That's genius. Only draw the shadows. Don't worry about the, the, the eyebrow line or the eye line around the eye. Just draw the shadows. So to, again, the tutorials are out there to, to help you. And then, so I think whatever, you, whatever you're doing, it will be part, it will be expressive. It will be you. Yeah. It is you drawing. So, and, and again, taking the time and taking the mental energy to put it down onto paper, sitting there in your own thoughts, it's equivalent to waking up a little bit early, setting time aside for yourself. So there's a lot of similarities in there. Sure. I think I'll uh, post a few uh, screenshots from your alphabet project. Uh, and I'll also actually see if I can dig out a journal and um, I'll find a relatively innocuous page that isn't full of the line, kill Lucas a thousand times and um, post that on the Instagram as well. Yeah, so that's two kind of longer forms of journaling. Uh, there's another couple that I want to go through. Uh, the first being five-minute journaling, which is for pseudo-intellectuals, people who don't have the time to write three whole pages of copy, which does take 20 to 40 minutes. So five-minute journaling is, uh, there's actually a little printed book that you can buy, but you can also do it in any journal. It's really just a little system. Basically, it's a small little thin journal and there are very few things to do every day. It's separated into five sections. The first section is, I am grateful for, dot, 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 ellipsis. And there are three things, three points underneath that. So write down three things that you are grateful for in the morning. Could be your family being healthy, fresh air, space to move around despite the lockdown or whatever it might be. Three things that you're grateful for. Then you write down, what would make today great? Three things, what would make today great? If I get, get a workout in, if I manage to do some work, or if I spend an hour prospecting new work, right? Or I spend some time, I make a nice dinner for my wife or whatever it might be. So what would make today great? Then you put down daily affirmation. So affirmations is an, an old self-help trope that a lot of people probably have heard of, but basically it's just, it's a sentence that you write down 
that's in the first person, I am. And then you write down, I am balanced, organized, and optimistic about the future. Or I am feeling strong, in control, and ready to take on the world. So any kind of, uh, by writing down an affirmation like this, you can take it into yourself and you can kind of basically fool your body into having that feeling, even if you're just telling yourself to have it. Sorry to build on that. Sorry to interrupt mm. on that. No, no, no. The, the, the line, the advice that was given to me from other patients was lie to yourself. Right. Lie to yourself until you believe yourself. Sure. And it was like, I didn't understand. I went like, this is such bullshit. Like <laughs> self-help bullshit. <laughs> yeah. There's so much power in it. Yeah. I was used to kind of look down my nose at this idea of vision boards and like, nah, it's each Visualizing, yeah. Uh, yeah. Visualize and make stuff. However you, whatever you need to do to make yourself feel better. And if it works, it works. But it was really good advice. And so it's just lie to yourself. Yeah. Lie totally. to yourself until you believe it. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. So then uh, after affirmations, you go on to three amazing. So now in the evening, after the day, before you go to bed, you do two more sections. So the only, I mean, this is a five minute journal, but the only downside to it is that you have to do it twice a day. So the last two parts are uh, amazing things that happened today. Three things. So what three amazing good things happened today? And then lastly, how could I have made today better? So there you think through your day and you think, was there a moment where I was perhaps unfocused or I wasn't listening to someone when I should have been, or I didn't pay enough attention to this person or I, whatever it is, what's something that you could improve on for the next day? So to summarize, then you take a page and you write down three things you're grateful for, three things that would make today great, a daily affirmation, just a, a positive sentence about how you want to be today. And then in the evening, you write down three amazing things that happened and how could you have made the day better? So what's bound up in this whole style is, first of all, optimism and positivity. It's mostly focusing on the positive. And second of all, the opportunity to be better the next day. So I think it's, I've never done it myself. So I'm talking theoretically here and that I haven't done five minute journaling, but it's very popular and there's lots of resources if you want to learn more about it. Um, what do you think about this particular style, Luke? Again, the long version feels intimidating. This feels mm. easier to do. And sometimes you do that. You're not everybody's going to, you're not going to have half an hour every day. So then, then change your techniques. No one's saying there's this perfect for, for formula for any of this. Yeah, um, that's a great point. Switch between them if yeah. you want. So the crux of this, if you, if you don't have the time, go through this. There is a thing that rung very true with me was the, what you're grateful for. And I found guilt and I have tremendous guilt about um, owing people things and working and, and people being kind to me, being nice to me. I feel like I owe them and right. it's translated into heavy senses of guilt and guilt and being thankful for something or, or being grateful for something that runs so close to each other. I found. Yeah. So if you can literally go, Oh, John, help me. Oh, I owe, I owe John something now. Whereas mm -hmm. you can just go, no, I'm very grateful for John. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, the yeah. sense of owing, owing disappears in the sense of, being Great, thankful gratitude. and grateful. Yeah, yeah it, 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 it literally just dissolves into that feeling. Yeah. So that, that little bit right, rung very true for me. So yeah, I think gratitude journaling is its own whole concept that I haven't really done a lot of. My wife has a gratitude jar. So when something happens that she is uh, grateful for, she writes on a post-it note what it is and throws it in the jar. And at the end of the year, she takes them all out and goes through them and has a whole little kind of like session of gratitude which I think is, is a really cool little style as well.
That's very awesome. That's cool. That's like that's a form of journaling, only really, really quickly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a it's exercise. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Right. So that was five minute journaling. And uh now we are going to be joined by a friend of mine. Uh, his name is Jonathan Douglas, and he is a he's one of those very organized people, and that's what this particular type of journaling is for. It's uh called bullet journaling. It's become incredibly popular in the last few years. And it's, uh, in my mind, it's for the people who like to have lists of stuff to do and keep things organized, uh, OCD people in my head, basically type A people. So uh, we're going to quickly get him onto the call and ask him for his thoughts about that. Okay, so uh, we have got Jonathan Douglas on the line. He is a chartered accountant and he works for a fairly large company as their head of data. Is that right, JD? Uh, welcome to the show, by the way. Yes, that's right. Thanks for having me. Great. Um, yeah, you're very welcome. It's, uh, I know that you've been bullet journaling for a few years now. Uh, when did you get into it? Uh, probably about three years ago. I don't have all my books because they're in the office, but um, I think my earliest one's sort of end of 2016. Okay. And do you keep all those journals? Um, I do because I just don't throw things away, but I don't really refer back to them much. Yeah, that's quite interesting because with morning pages, you tend to, I tend to go back and read them because they're very, it's almost like reading the book of your life. But bullet journals, I mean, do you tend to write thoughts and feelings in them as well, or is it mostly organizational? Um, I don't, but I know that some people, some people do use it for all their journaling. Um, I use it more for the productivity stuff. Okay, so lots of accountants don't have feelings to write down. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's understandable. <laughs> uh, so give us a description, like a, a kind of a, what's the business card description of what bullet journaling is? It's quite a flexible system for managing your, your things that you've got to do. Generally, it's quite a, a simple but valuable to-do list. Right. Yeah, so it's it's, it's very flexible. It allows... You do pretty much do it however you want to do it. It comes with some guidelines from the guy who created it. And yeah, you sort of take it from there and you find out what works for you. I've seen right. lots of people do lots of different things. I've changed how I do it probably four or five times to find what works best for me. And that doesn't seem to be the same thing from time to time. Sometimes you need to change it up and just get it more fresh to keep it useful. Right. Who created it? Sorry, did I miss that part? Uh, the first um, is Ryder. No, no, it's, yeah, Ryder Carroll. Um, right. Some guy based in New York. I think he's a digital production exactly designer or something. What it does. Yeah, is it, yeah. Like the other styles of journaling we've talked about today, they, there's a lot, there's a wealth of resources on YouTube. They actually, Bullet Journaling has got a YouTube channel with pretty awesome in-depth how-to videos on how to do this style of journaling. But as I understand it, it kind of breaks down to you've got an index in the beginning and you kind of create your list of contents as it goes along. Uh, and then you break down a big chunk of time, like six months, down into a week, down into a day. And then you, and you can also have collections of things. So if you have, for example, ideas for movies, then you can have a specific page for that. You put that in your index so that you can always reference it and you can go back and forth between the index and that, between your daily schedule and your, your collections. Uh, is that how you, I mean, is that right? Is that accurate? Yeah, that's a pretty good summary of it. Um, I find I don't do too many. I used to focus on on weeklies. I don't really use the daily too much. I find mm -hmm. it's too granular for me. Yeah, so so I, I focus on monthly at the moment, and then the big sort of annual thing where I keep track of upcoming 
things in future months. Uh, right. I think it's pretty flexible in, in how you can use it. It's certainly got guidelines, which is quite nice for when you start out. And a lot of the sort of standard things that they describe on the on the website is just bulletjournal.com. Um, the standard things that they describe on the websites are pretty a pretty good place to start and find from there what works for you. What has helped you? What, what from a productivity point of view? And what and and are you comparing it to before this? Before you start doing and and after? I like writing things down. I find it's quite a a good way of just crystallizing the the thought. You actually have to think about what you're writing down. So so I find it makes me more productive and it it helps when you're doing it in a book that you don't lose track of things. You don't have 101 to-do lists all over the place or you've got some stuff on your Google Calendar or some stuff on Evernote or or, all over the place. So I find it's quite nice to have one place where I know I've got like doctor's appointments, I've got reminders to give the dog his anti-flea medication. I've got pretty much trying to keep everything in one place. Yeah, the advantage, John said, with uh, the collections and things, you can, if you know that there's something that you, like a project that you're going to be working on for a while, you can kind of skip ahead in the book and, and designate a couple of pages for that, or you can do it on the next page and make a note in the index. I'm not very keen on numbering all the pages in the book and then doing the index. So I tend to just, if, I, if I've got something big that I think I'm going to make quite a bit of notes on, I sort of start from the back of the book with that. That gave me anxiety when I tried bullet journaling. Just picking a random page and turning it into a list of movies I'd like to see or whatever it was. Like I felt like I was, like, shouldn't there be a system that's more coherent than just, oh, I had a thought, let me start a page for it. So working from the back of the journal for collections is actually a great idea. Yeah, so I, I do that with um, books I've read um, for the year, uh, books that have been recommended to me um, at the back. And I started using those little like page markers that you used to use in school um, mm-hmm. to, to keep track of some of the things because I've got some more bigger collections now with some projects that are happening at work um, that I need to keep track of where they are in the book and I don't feel like paging back and forth. Sure. I got, I got to say, this all sounds to me super crazy. Even the first word, the indexing, it's, um, it sounds super intimidating. And I, and I, but it's interesting how there's different personalities that gravitate towards certain systems. I worked with two ladies, two accounts, uh, account directors that would walk around with like multicolored pens. And I had a pen like for my comments. She would write it, whatever comment was made. So she would know who's, who oh, made wow. that comment okay. or note and stuff like that. Um, and then for her own, for herself and then the client and then other. And, you know, like I was, Your. oh my goodness. <laughs> and so my, the way, what I equated to is, is literally Kevin Spacey's character where in seven, with all the journals that they found in his room, <laughs> written in a, in a cliff, in some kind of rune or something. Because <laughs> uh, I, I feel sometimes when I meet people, like, and, it's, and I think it's a sign of organization and intelligence to do that type of thing. Uh, you must think that the rest of the world is, is chaotic. Do you think of other diary or journal styles as just as, as too loose for you? Or, uh, but as you said, you're not completely you're not actually all the way on that one end of the spectrum, are you? You also do have some flexibility and you're not like too OCD about it. Yeah, no, I'm not too precious about um, the sort of look of it or necessarily even sticking to a specific structure. I think I use 
two different color pens. Um, I use a blue pen for headings and otherwise I use a black pen and sometimes I don't even bother with the blue. Yeah, I keep track of most of the stuff with just simple bullet list of things that I have to do. I don't even necessarily label it with a specific day at the moment. Yeah, I've, I've kind of got to the point where I have something that works for me and I know that everything I'm doing is in one place. And that's, that's the sort of benefit for me of like a sanity check is like, well, I don't really necessarily have to remember it because I know it's written down somewhere. Okay, so two final things on bullet journaling then. Uh, firstly, what kind of person do you think is most suited to this kind of journaling? I think it can work for pretty much anyone. Um, I know a developer who uses it. I know I, I'm an accountant who uses it. I've got a marketing manager who work who uses it, a communications manager. So I think it works for a lot of people because it's flexible enough to be done in whichever way you want to do it. Sure. And I think that's the, the sort of the key of making it work for yourself is is just not feel that you have to follow any rules. There's nice guidelines, which which are a good starting point, as I said. There's a better standardization in terms of a dot means a task, an X over the dot means the task is done, that kind of stuff. But I mean, I know lots of people who who do it their own way and have little stars to mark important things and other, mm. other things that they mm. work for them. Yeah, there's, there's lots of people out there doing lots of different things and lots of... Sure. And I think that for the designers and arty people who are listening to this, definitely give it a look and you will see that it is actually a brilliant system for the kind of person who had four different kinds of pens when taking notes in class. Uh, <laughs> people do calligraphy. They do different colors. They design these things beautifully. They think of them as a, as a true visual journal. And uh, actually... You'll also never find the bodies. Never. Yeah. From Never <laughs> exactly. But the last question then is, uh, do you have any uh, any resources you could recommend? So there's a book that you, they actually sell that you can write in that's got the index pre-populated. I think it's fine. You could do it in any book. Um, just, yeah, you've just got to bear in mind whatever pen you use works with the paper of the book. Cool. Uh, JD, thank you so much for joining us and for the, uh, the help with bullet journaling, man. Um, uh, good luck with the coming lockdown starting sure. tomorrow. Anytime. So a big thanks to Jonathan Douglas for joining us to explain a little bit about bullet journaling. He actually sent me a link as soon as he got off the call uh, to a website called Frankenlog, and that is F-R-A-N-K-E-N-L-O-G, frankenlog.com. And uh, it appears to be... Shout out to Frankenlog! Shout out we're to Frankenlog. We're having not getting... We're not getting... Nothing. We're not getting shit. I just, I just quickly want to add to JD's thing, and it was something that when, when you told me about the, the, what we're going to be talking about journaling, is that there's something called pixel journaling. It's, it's also OCD a little bit, but it appealed to the kind of infographic side of things that I like, where this lady showed it's a little video where they draw a grid for the month. Um, so it's, uh, it's seven, seven, seven blocks for every day of the week and then 30 blocks down for the days of the month mm-hmm. and um, assigning colors. So it's the OCD side of you might like this, different colored pens um, for different colors uh, moods. So if you're in a good mood, bad mood, uh, apprehensive anxiety, you assign a color to whatever you, what you feel is going to be there and then you color in each block of the day. Uh, so it's like Monday this. And then so at a glance, you kind of get how you're feeling, be a bit more aware of what you're feeling. And I just thought it's the same thing as if you are someone who likes grids and likes to control things, but also on the visual side. So there's a bit of a balance in it. I just thought it was quite fascinating, even if it's an, as an experiment. 
Yeah, sure. Um, I think it's a, an amazing it's idea. Cool. I mean, even if you just rate, if you go from blue to red, hot to cold, and you kind of are rating your day essentially visually on a scale of one to 10 with yeah, blue being change. bad and red being good or the other way around, you get kind of like a heat map of your mood over time, which I think if you're into graphic visualization and infographics and all that kind of thing, then that's a, an awesome little exercise. And you can also probably like you've just taken it and applied a different um, theme to it, which or a different technique to it. So it's also malleable. I think that's something I'm taking out of JD's talk, uh, uh, JD's technique as well. So like you don't have to be rigid about any of this stuff. Let's wrap it up. Uh, we've had a little bit of a chat about pixel journaling, which I think is fascinating. On the the word side of it, so there are two other kinds of journaling you can do if you are. If you think that five minutes is too much of your day, if you think that writing bullet points is too long, what you can do is you can have a, a small journal or maybe it's in your in a notebook that you use for, for brainstorming, whatever it might be. What you can do is literally write a single sentence every day about uh, the day, like how, how the, your day went. So that's just a single sentence journaling. You can also just pick an adjective for each day. So you can just say anxious empowering, uplifting, rewarding, whatever it might be. Go through the thesaurus, pick a word for that kind of sums up how your day has been. And there might be repeats and that's fine, but um, I haven't tried it myself, but uh, it might work for you. And then the, the final kind of interesting, this is more of a data capturing method, but basically you just take a page from anywhere. Maybe you put a, a calendar on the wall and you just write, you rate from one to 10 how your day was. So one being bad, 10 being fantastic. You write down a number between uh, one and 10. And then after a month or so, you'll have a bird's eye view of how you were feeling that month. And then I think that's a, kind of like a good canary in the coal mine for, you know, if all your days are fours and fives, look in this particular situation, that's understandable, but it is a red flag that maybe you should do focus a little bit more on, on your own wellness, taking care of yourself and trying to find out what it is that's triggering those, those feelings. And <laughs> I mean, there's going to be a lot of things triggering those feelings in the next 21 days. Eh, Luke? Yeah. Um, I think from a freelance point of view, if you're a freelancer, you are already quite isolated. If you're working from home, you work with your clients and you communicate digitally most of the time anyways. So I think it, it, the journaling will help you be more productive, but it will also help you to be in a better, better mental space from the, the Corona 21 day lockdown. Hopefully we come out of this better people mm. and more organized or at least more mentally healthy. Yeah, absolutely. I gotta say, podcasting also helps you stay out of a right a little bit, by the way. So yeah. there are other ways of journaling as well. So start absolutely. a podcast. But just start, start a, pod- just start just a start, podcast. Just start one that has to do with us. Don't be a competitor. Actually be a <laughs> yeah, competitor. Exactly. Just don't don't do anything about creativity and productivity. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta say it's been amazing we're getting feedback um uh on the group um positive stuff i haven't heard anybody go oh that guy sounds like a dickhead or these guys are it's overall good news coming from social media which is rare so thanks for that um yeah absolutely for, uh, for those of you who are kind of are listening uh, regularly i want to tell you that we are about to break through the thousand download uh barrier which is great i'll let kind of let people know when that happens. And we are getting some very nice comments and and feedback from people. So thank you very much for that. Yeah, lockdown begins tomorrow. I wish you, I think we both wish you luck in the beginning of it. And obviously for the rest of it, we're going to be here with you. We'll be uh, releasing episodes as often as we can, talking about issues that uh, we might be able to help with. 
things are about to get very isolation-y. So um, I think if now's the time to start a journal, if you think it's going to help, and hopefully that'll uh, see you through these these tough days. We're in interesting times, um, and I'd rather say we're going to come out of this better. Absolutely. Okay, so that's it from us today, uh, talking about journaling. I hope you got some useful information out of that. And we will catch you again next week, where we'll probably catch up a little bit on spending the time that you suddenly have now that um, every industry in the world has taken a fucking nosedive. So, yeah, um, good luck over the weekend. Good luck with the start of the isolation and stay in touch. Yeah, good luck, guys. Have fun. Well, if you can. Thank you.